Welcome back to the Good Portion Mama podcast. I'm your host, Megan King, and I'm so excited you're here. In a world where busyness is celebrated and being overwhelmed is the motherhood norm, this hot mess mom is here to tell you there's joy and fulfillment through setting aside those typical mom expectations and instead building true, authentic connections with Christ, ourselves, and others. So throw those kids some fruit snacks, grab that cold cup of coffee, or that well-deserved glass of wine, and let's get ready for the good portion. Hey there, mamas. I am so glad you guys are here for our first official podcast episode of the good portion, mama. I cannot even begin to tell you how freaking excited I am that you guys are here and to be able to pour out my heart to you guys and help you really dig into real authentic connection and start living in the good portion that God has to offer for you. So fair warning, I am both thrilled and nervous, so don't be surprised if I start to get a little bit weird as I get used to talking into a mic with nobody else in the room. I am weird and talk to myself all the time, but it's funny now that there's a purpose behind it and how awkward it feels. Promise you, though, it is totally worth it if even one of you finds what you came here looking for. All right, so a little bit about me because I think it's important to know who it is that you're listening to. If we have not connected in the past, so this will be just a little bit of weird and awkward background info just so you know who it is that is talking to you. So I am 33 years old. I totally had to do the math there like every time. I live in a small town called Tecumseh, which is just outside of Topeka, Kansas. I am married to the bearded man of my dreams. Most of the time you'll hear me calling him Jake, but occasionally when he's in trouble, he gets called Jacob or that husband of mine. So we have four beautiful, crazy kids. We have two and three-year-old girls and nine and 13-year-old boys who keep me both crazy and sane at the same time. Yes, You heard that correctly. I am going through the toddler and the teenage years all at the same time. So any of you willing to send a couple extra prayers up to the big man for my sanity would be loved by me for all eternity because toddler years and teenage years are definitely a handful. Beautiful, but still a handful. I am a work-from-home mom who is a lover of all things music and dancing. I love planning and coordinating and, on occasion, bossing. I have some serious firstborn qualities that are super strong, so (laughs) I have been known to be a little bit bossy and super chatty. I enjoy gardening, bubble baths, reading when I'm trying to relax. Uh, I love naps. I really like cats. I have a lot of cats. I think we have five, but they're all outside, so don't look at me like I'm a crazy cat lady. I am a cat lady, but not a crazy one, but I'm also crazy, so work that out however you want. I love naps. I love cats, uh, my family and my friends. I have a little home in the woods that I love. I love long drives with the music turned way up and the windows all the way down and my hair flying everywhere as long as I haven't spent 20 minutes trying to fix it to look nice for something. I enjoy camping with my family and friends, but only in my camper because uh, I like glamping, not camping. (laughs) I enjoy theme parties and great wine. I also am a coffee lover, but wine is my go-to when I am trying to sit back and relax. Uh, I love to snuggle with my husband. He will probably be annoyed with me for sharing that one. I've been known to share a little too much information, so I may get in trouble every now and then with him on these shows, lol. Sorry, Jake. Not sorry. 
Uh, I am super competitive. I love setting and achieving goals. I'm a list maker. Sometimes the goal setting and achieving and the list making can get in my way, but that's something that I continue to work on. I have a severe hatred for mustard. Both the look, the smell, even the name of it just sounds gross. Mustard. Anyway, I digress. I have a freakishly weird fear of black crickets. Grasshoppers are totally fine, but black crickets are just so unpredictable. They freak me out. (laughs) I mean, like, I'm not screaming or running, but I get really tense and I freak out and just like remove me from the situation. Judge me all you want. I'm not ashamed. Did I mention I like wine? Yes. Yes, I did. I am skilled at all things crafty other than like building things. I'm not good at like working with wood or anything like that. I leave the building to my husband, but I'm good with crafty things, coordinating events, decorating for events, tablescapes, getting everyone involved in dance parties. Yes, even strangers. I love connecting with others, sometimes on a level that makes it difficult to tell the difference between acquaintances and friends. But that's an episode for another day. So I grew up in a small town in Kansas. I had a great childhood. I had great parents. I was blessed to have not just one, but two fabulous moms. So I have great examples of motherhood and what I wanted to be when I was old enough to be a mom. You know, I became a mom really early. However, I have always known that I wanted to be a mom. I I joke about it now, but I... I wanted to have four kids when I was younger, and that's what I ended up having. But uh, I'm the oldest of four girls, definitely the bossiest, but I was a girl in all the activities in school. I always made friends with people from all the different groups or cliques or whatever you want to call it, and found a way to bring people from different groups together, and I I feel like I still kind of continue to do that today. I started attending church at Jag Church in Meriden around 8th grade. The people there really just kind of became family to us, and that was a big deal for me. I had never been to church before that, and so that family atmosphere really, really made it easy for me to really see what it was that that God had to offer. So, in fact, we ended up renting an apartment from one of the friends slash family members we met at the church when I was in high school. And that's where I ended up getting my first job, feeding ostriches. I bet a lot of you can't say that feeding ostriches was your first job. But that job only lasted about two months until I crashed the golf cart that I used to carry the feed because an ostrich started charging at me. I panicked. I backed the golf cart into the fence trying to get out. I dented the golf cart, broke the fence, and then for some reason after that, they just didn't need my help anymore. So lesson learned, don't hire a 90-pound freshman in high school to feed your terror birds, all right? (laughs) But other than that one, I've had a lot of jobs that I've loved and grown so much from since then. I have always had fabulous bosses and employers and positions, and honestly, I've met some of my closest friends at those jobs, and I have learned a lot about myself and what I'm capable of from each and every one of them, which is pretty much anything as long as I'm following God's lead, and that's that's a lesson we'll kind of talk about later on, but so that's a little about me. I'm sure as the podcast goes on and we get through more episodes, you'll get to know me a little bit more, and hopefully I'll get to know each and every one of you a little bit more in our Good Portion Mama community going forward. One thing I do want to point out before we get started on the main topic for today, though, is the intention of this podcast. 
I do know how easy it is these days with TV and podcasts and blogs and social media and all the things to see or hear people sharing and assume that what you see and you hear is everything about that person's life. And we have a tendency to compare our own lives and situations to those. And I just, I want to say, Please know that while I intend to be 100% real with you guys, you are still not going to get to see and hear everything that goes on in the King household, okay? More of a highlight of what I've learned through my experiences. And that's going to be the same thing with our special guests and special episodes that we do. So none of us are perfect. None of us want to portray that at all, but we're simply sharing our experiences and growth so that you can do the same thing, but maybe sooner or a little bit easier. So I am far from perfect. I know Grace pretty darn well. I make mistakes, some of them more often than I like to admit to, but every single one of those mistakes has gotten me to where I am now, and I am so grateful for God's blessing and grace through each and every one of those choices and the opportunity to change and grow and hopefully help you change and grow at the same time. So, all right, I'll step off my soapbox. Let's get down to it. How did we get here? How did we make it here where you're listening to me on this podcast? Who is the good portion mama? Where did all of this come from? Now, I want to note, we're launching the podcast today. Whatever day it is that you're listening to is one thing, but we are launching the podcast today on June 5th, 2020, and I announced three weeks ago that we'd be launching, and the plans for the podcast started about a month ago, but a year ago is when the Good Portion Mama seed was first planted, and I didn't even know it. So I want to make sure that you understand that some of the coolest things in God's plan for you can start to grow long before you even know it, okay? My small group at my church that meets on Wednesday nights was doing a lesson on a really small story in Luke. So just a heads up, going forward, I likely won't be reading verbatim out of the Bible, but this particular lesson is where all of this was born and it's relatively short and I think it shares a lot about who I am and where this podcast came from. We're in Luke chapter 10 verses 38 through 42. I told you it's real short. Here we go. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus's feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, Do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good portion, which will not be taken away from her. All right, there you have it. Like I said, very short lesson in the Bible. So how can a story this short grow into something that has been such a big lesson and thing for me? So setting the scene, we're at Martha's house. Jesus is there likely telling stories, teaching, sharing, doing what Jesus does, right? And Martha is running around, I'm assuming, cooking, cleaning, serving, hashtag all the things. I'm sure you mamas can relate to that, right? And then we've got Mary, who has apparently sat down and listened to Jesus and not helped at all, or maybe helped for a minute and then stopped. 
Now, I want to point out, it doesn't really say much about Mary in here or even give her input or perspective or background or anything. Perhaps she overheard something Jesus was saying that caught her attention, drew her in, and she got distracted from the work that she was doing to help Martha and accidentally forgot all that she was doing. Anyone else had this happen? I totally squirrel all the time. So I can totally see that this might be what happened to Mary. Or perhaps she didn't want to help at all and really just wanted to sit and enjoy the company of Jesus and the other guests. Or she assumed Martha had it all under control. We'll never really know. So don't look at this and assume how the situation went. But it's obvious Martha sees this and gets upset and wants to know, why isn't she helping me? And let's be honest, we've all been there at least once in mamahood, right? Whether it's feeling like your husband or your kids aren't chipping in around the house or family members aren't being helpful or present at family gatherings or coworkers not holding up their share of the workload in a particular project or department. I could go on and on, right? Everybody has been there at one point or another in a position where we're working hard or putting in a ton of effort and all we can see is the people around us that aren't putting in that same effort. And they're just simply enjoying the fruits of our labor or that's what it feels like to us, right? I can totally relate to Martha here. I have absolutely been in this position before where, you know, I'm constantly running around trying to make sure every aspect is done correctly. And I'm usually holding those expectations at a much higher standard than what I even expect of others to provide or put in for me. And I find it interesting how in these situations in the past, I have, like Martha, had a habit of later putting myself in the position of a victim and being irritated with that person because at the end of the day, I look back and I'm like, I missed out on the whole thing because I was working the whole time to make it good for everyone else or to make sure that it's seen as a success while they all just kind of had fun and enjoyed the moment. To a point of almost jealousy because they're all enjoying the moment and I'm missing out because I'm trying to do hashtag all the things. Just me? No? I didn't think so. So let's really dig into the meat and the potatoes of what this story has to offer, what I learned from it, and how it changed everything. First of all, ouch, can you imagine calling out your sister like that to none other than Jesus Christ himself just for him to turn around and tell you that you were the one missing the point? Solid burn, Jesus. But I feel like before we judge Martha too much, the planner and the doer in me wants to acknowledge that we do need to give a little bit of credit to Martha where credit is due. Martha is running around doing all this work to make sure that her guests, and not just any guests, but Jesus Christ and his guests, are all comfortable and taken care of. And she's doing something that likely she was very good at, but doing work nonetheless. And I think Martha just wanted to be noticed for the work and the service that she was providing. And every mama said, amen. (laughs) Like what's a mama got to do to get some recognition around here, right? Whether you're a work from home mom or a work in an office mom, or maybe you don't have a paid job at all and your work is just momming all around, okay? It's all work, but she literally tells Jesus to tell Mary what to do. And I think it's really easy to see and be like, uh, bad call, Martha. Nobody tells Jesus what to do, okay? And and see where she went wrong here, but how often do we do that? 
And when I, I want you to know, when I say we, I mean specifically me, but I have a feeling that a lot of you mamas can relate. How often do we feel like we know how things should go or should be going in a given situation or in life in general? And how often do we then turn around and pray that it goes something along the lines of, okay, God, I've been working on what you called me to do. And now if you could just ABC, I'll go in and XYZ and on and on and on, right? Or I decided to do this, so I need you to do this. Anyone else had this conversation before with God? Hmm? Be honest. We all have, right? It's easy to do, and it doesn't seem like you're bossing around God, but it's no different than Martha's doing here. Another thing, notice Jesus doesn't tell Martha that she's wrong in her work. He says, Martha, Martha, you're worried about many things, but one thing is needed, and that's the good portion that Mary has chosen. He points out that while few things are needed, she was worried about too many, that she needs to focus on the connection with him. And that's the good portion. The point is that Martha wasn't entirely wrong. Somebody has to prepare the food or nobody eats. Somebody has to provide the place or nobody gathers, right? But the issue here isn't in the work itself, but that she was so distracted by the work, she missed the whole blessing of what this moment offered, which was a deeper connection and fellowship with Christ and others around her. The lesson I find here isn't that I need to be Martha or even Mary, but they should strive to be just a little bit of both. So after that night, I couldn't stop thinking about how much of Martha I was and how little of Mary I was. If you were to look at my Bible, this page has a ton of notes on it. And it was really clear to me that this was a lesson that God wanted me to learn because even podcasts I listened to and books I was reading at the time touched on this very story from the Bible. Remember how short this is? There is a lot of stuff in the Bible. And for multiple things and avenues that I was trying to learn from, they each kept coming back to this very story. So I made it a goal for me and I prayed that God would help me to really focus on this personal growth of learning to be equal parts Martha and Mary. Utilizing my spiritual gifts that he gave me as a leader and a planner and a go-getter and a connector, but also helping me learn how to slow down, take off the busy blinders, and sit in every single moment and find the good portion. And yes, sometimes those moments in motherhood can be excruciatingly, painfully exhausting, but there's always something in his plan that eventually works out for the good from that exact painful moment, okay? I've worked really hard lately to understand that I need to be taking more time to sit back and listen to what God's plan for me is and learning that it doesn't matter what my plan A was if God says to go with plan B. And if that's what he says, then that's where I need to go. So after hearing and really understanding the point God was trying to make for me, I kind of made the good portion and internal slogan for myself in my faith, in my marriage, in my lifestyle, in my business, everywhere. I made confessions for past wrongs. I created more time in my day to have one-on-ones with God and with my family members. I reeled back on my activities so I could spend more quality time with my family. I made spending time with friends a priority. I even focused on more work on the things that lit myself and others up. So instead of working on all the accolades in my work and achieving, 
I was achieving in my business because God called me to instead of for the recognition and the rewards. And it's crazy how when I started making him the focus, things really started growing for the better. So a few months ago, I felt a call on my heart that I needed to be serving women more. I didn't know if that was young girls or women or young adults my age, not that I'm really a young adult anymore, but I like to think so, whether it was mamas or what, but just that I needed to be serving and helping. It took a ton of effort to not try to force my idea of what that meant and make something happen, but slowly over the last few months, he's made it clear to me that this podcast was the thing, and I'll be honest, it scared and still scares the crap out of me. I even tried to write it off and and use time and financial situations as an excuse not to do it, but he seemed to push each excuse out of the way, so here we are. I've launched the podcast. You're here listening, (laughs) hopefully, (laughs) to me stammering through my first of what I hope to be lots of episodes and the good portion mama going forward, and I'll tell you, I have prayed so hard that God would use my gifts in planning and talking and creating and really help me give something to you for free that really serves your hearts and your life. And now here we are. So that's where the podcast and the name came from. And now we go forward with weekly podcasts, each one carefully and intentionally prayed over and molded to serve the hearts of Christian mamas all over who are looking to find that good portion that we desire and deserve. And quite honestly, that God longs for us to have. Just know that while the content in this podcast is created with the life of the Christian mama in mind, all are welcome here. And I hope and pray that each and every single one of you can find something that fits and serves right here in this season of your life. And to be able to step away from striving to be the perfect mama and instead stepping into all that God ordained in the role of the good portion mama. So let's bring this in for a landing. That is where the Good Portion Mama came from. I want to reach out and let you know that if you have not yet connected with us on social media, go to Facebook, go to groups and search for The Good Portion Mama. We have a group in there right now and up to this point, we've utilized it just to get some excitement for the podcast before the launch. But going forward, we'll be posting the podcast episodes We'll be engaging, we'll have Q&As, we'll have some giveaways, we're going to have all kinds of things, and I certainly hope you guys will utilize this group and community to connect with other mamas, to share your experiences, to ask for help, to ask for prayers, to give shout outs or praise reports all the things. So utilize that social media community for all things authentic connection through Christ. Thanks again for joining us. As always, lots and lots of love and cheers. Hey there, Mama. Before you go, do you want to know how you can help support the Good Portion Mama community? Take two minutes and go to iTunes, find the Good Portion Mama podcast, click that subscribe button, and leave a written review. Just like any other social media platform, the way we get heard is by rankings, reviews, and subscriptions. 